to Test Pilot, the podcast where you may as well watch the whole show instead. I'm your host, Mark, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Cassie and Andy. Hi. What are you fucking laughing hey. at? <laughs> just because, like, as you were saying that, I was scratching my ear and I turned around and you looked just disappointed at me. Yes. No, I just am. In general. <laughs> okay. In general. Always. I'm just upset. Yeah. I'm fed up. <laughs> um, Fair enough. All right. I'm just going to, I'm going to fucking do it. Oh, no. Guys, I'm doing it. We've got a very special episode today. Prove it, dude. Prove, Prove it. it. You yeah. need two things. Yeah. Two things. Thing number one, we took a week off. It was <laughs> so us failing to do our jobs yeah. makes things special. Yeah, because what's more special than an episode not coming out? A comeback. A comeback episode. <laughs> this, you know what? This is a real fucking comeback story, this one. It's like this one and, and the mis- what the fuck was it? The mystery on the ice? Mystery ice? What? What? Fucking, what the fuck are you talking about? The Iceman who like did the hockey. As in ice hockey? Mighty Ducks. Yeah, the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> Is that what you're The about? ice kids. They were children. What do you mean the ice kids? No, there was a miss there was a big there was the a big hockey guy. man that was found yeah. in like Italy. Yeah. The Italy Ice Man and the Mighty Ducks <laughs> got together in the Olympics, right? Right. Yeah. And there was a it was in Alaska, I'm yeah. assuming, because there was a movie made about it called Something Alaska. It was a big thing. There was ice hockey guys that did a ice hockey and everyone was like, that's a good ice hockey. Yeah, the Mighty Ducks. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's actually quite topical because we're talking about a Mighty. This sh- what The show we're talking about today, I'm not going to get into it yet. Wait, but you haven't it is explained the second reason why this is special. Because it's Mighty Ducks adjacent. <laughs> yeah. The show we're talking about today is quite Mighty Ducks adjacent. Fun. But Cassie... What's yeah. what's the second reason why it's usually a very special episode? It's usually what? Oh come on! It's it it's right there. Like I don't <laughs> think we should call it an it. Well, I mean, we I wouldn't have if you had. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd l- we have a guest, and we have a guest that like all guests are too good for this show. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. I except think for um, Ben. He's oh trash. no! And you know what? LJ, Mel, Kale, James, Victoria. Victoria. Uh, your mum, your mum, oh, especially <laughs> your mum. I always thought, and only those people. I always thought we were above them when we would when they came on the show. Like yeah. I know we all felt that way, but I didn't think we were. Gonna but I'm actually no, no, intimidated it's, now. It's about time we called them out. Those people are trash. <laughs> They're trash people. Trash um, family members. For the first time, we have an actual media professional in mm-hmm. our midst. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not his first radio. It's not his second radio. It's not his third radio. It's his fourth radio. No, not his fourth. It's his fifth radio. Yeah. No, I think it's his fourth radio. I've done some radios, guys. Yeah. (laughs) That's. It doesn't matter how many. (laughs) Guys, it's actually pronounced radio. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to say anything on your And that's, again, media professional, You know, that kind of shit. (laughs) Just coming off the cuff with a joke like that. (laughs) It's just good shit. (laughs) See? Not his first rodeo or radio. Um, Luke, welcome. Hi, it's Luke. I feel very welcome. Yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> Thank you for already, having me. Um, this is my third favourite podcast. Thank you for having me. <laughs> oh my God, that's, that's, that's an that's honor. A, yeah. Do you know how many podcasts uh, we, we are We make the podium. <laughs> <laughs> and this you isn't just, even in my top ten and oh it's my, my podcast. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. This is in my auto download list. Have you ever heard of cereal? (laughs) (laughs) That shit's crazy. Dude, cereal's sick. Half of that's from a prison. Radio lab? Ear hustle? That's all from a prison. That is from a prison. And not just the prison of our minds, which this is from. I mean, this is from Cassie's prison. Mm. Cassie's been to prison. (laughs) I always have to cut that, and I don't know why I always say it. (laughs) 
This is going to make my job harder later on when I have to edit it out. You had a sick freestyle about the other day and I can't remember what it was. It was something to do with Captain America and the line I went off that was trapped in America. (laughs) And it was about me. It was about you. I was quite proud of that one. No, I liked it. Well done. And then I brought in some shield and then Michael Chiklis came off that. When I was arrested, you can leave this in, I don't care, as long as we just don't talk about why. But when I was arrested, Rape. I thought... Go on. <laughs> I thought, I hope Mark gets a good freestyle out of this. Mm, like, just mm. one good line, one solid line. Yeah, And I that's did. what got me through the cold, hard night. Honestly, I think I plagiarized right. it as well. If I'm being, if I'm being completely <laughs> honest, I think I, I took the exact line from another song and then said I did it. Is that plagiarism? No, nah, dude. No, I don't think so. Not if you can reference. <laughs> yeah, did you cite your sources? I did. I this freestyle I've... comes with a, an APA bibliography. <laughs> <laughs> but your face tat does look dope, I gotta, I gotta say. It was worth it for the face tat. Two tears as well. How many, you obviously killed some people in there? No, they're the tears of tattoo from- oh, All the things you died. said, fame? <laughs> one, yes. one, you know one's from them. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> equalized one of those fake Russian girls. There's one of I them. I think they were Russian. I think they were fake lesbians. <laughs> Sorry, fake comma Russian okay. comma <laughs> girls. Um, yeah, Allegedly. I think that. Do we know that they were Russian? Prove it. I don't think so. Shout out to our listener and number one tattoo fan, Chrissy. <laughs> oh, I thought I thought you were shouting at our one Russian listener. <laughs> okay, shout out to our one Russian. Our listener. one Russian listener, that girl from Tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> She's fucking gutted right now. She's listening. She's like, <laughs> You've just I listen every her. week, and they it don't even me, know don't about me. me. It was Luke. It was I'm, Luke. I'm here to start shit. Sorry, guys. <laughs> It would be like, think about the publicity we'd get if we got beef going with one of the girls from Tattoo. But fuck Tattoo. Here we go. Beef (laughs) mode. Beef mode. Fuck Tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You had one song. Great. They had two songs. And you know what? What was the second song? There was all the things she said and not going to get us. Yeah. Not going to get us. two songs. Fucking hate that I know both of those things. That's sick though. Not going to get us was like the one with like the film clip with them in front of the fence, right? That was all the the things she said. Here's the thing. I have forgot my girlfriend's birthday to her face, but I can tell you the two tattoo singles. (laughs) (laughs) Not great. No, no, no. I mean, well, it means, yeah, exactly. What's more important? (laughs) (laughs) Depends who you're asking. (laughs) This is a bit of a big call right now. Ooh. But I think, and bear in mind, I haven't heard the song for at least 10 to 15 years. I think all the things she said is a bit of a banger. It's ready for a resurgence. And I thought you were going to say 10 to 15 minutes because I think it's still in my shuffle, to be really honest. So I wouldn't be shocked if it's in anyone else's. I no, just kind of feel like I'm thinking about it yeah. and I'm thinking it's sick. pretty sick. But what are you Again, not going to get, not gonna get us our- about? It's about, well, the first one was about uh, unrequited lesbian romance. Uh-huh. And the second oh, one was about- them there, am I right, Luke? Is it about them like trying to escape Russia? Yeah. It's like, it's like they're not going to get us. We, Cheers me. We okay. love each other. Mm-hmm. Me and- uh, My lesbian pal. My lesbian pal. And they're not going to get us was just like the patriarchy, bro. Yeah, Can right. we talk about something for two seconds? The two tattoo girls were literally 14 years old when they recorded you all what? of their songs. Really? I'm truly perturbed that yeah. like it's it's kind of like Burton's just like, what if we had uh, girls singing about love who are underage? And genuinely that <laughs> made it to the charts everywhere else. That's that's the election interference happening very early on. <laughs> that's when we should have known. What if we interfere with chat to see if we can interfere with the election? <laughs> and then that happened. I'm not I'm not okay with them being fourteen. I'm so not I okay didn't with my know brain. It. Feeling yeah. upset. 
I now they like now it. they're gonna get us. Yeah, Chrissy, answer <laughs> to yourself. Check yourself. So, uh, what do you, what do you guys want to do? Do you want me to go into fast facts? Sure, man. All right, let's make, do this. Make it fast. The show we're doing today is The West Wing. The West Wing aired from 1999 to 2006 and had 155 episodes. Uh, overall on IMDb, the show has an 8.8, and the pilot episode, titled Pilot, is an 8.6. Fucking look, look, hear all this time I've got at the end, because I did those fast facts so they goddamn were fast. fast. They were quick. They were brisk. They were too fast. We did ask for them I to be fast. I never listened to what you tell us. How many seasons were there? Oh, did I say it? I don't know six? if I said that. Yeah, I think seven, I fucked up. See, the seven. thing is, I'm still not good. That's why it was fast, because I didn't say the amount of seasons. <laughs> I believe there's six. Is there seven? Let's you said say, 1999 to 2005 or let's six. Say, I said six. Yeah, let's say seven. I got to say, this is the slowest facts I've ever done. Hang on. Let me load my stand and find out. I've already, I've already got it up on IMDb. <laughs> yeah, do the guy. guests have to do fast facts now? Seven seasons. Seven yeah. seasons. What are but the ratings? Luke's got it. But let's, I said the ratings. But yeah, let's but be I honest. 8.9 8. or 8.8 8 overall. 8. And then 8.6 for, 8. for the pilot. Okay. Okay. So if, Which, I think we can all agree a very successful session of fast facts. Yeah. Yeah. No, kill that. Top 10. They were yeah. fast. They were facts. Mm-hmm. You've checked both those boxes for the totally. variables. We they didn't listen, either. but that's fine. I'm saying this is another one of the shows that we've done that's up there in the IMDb ratings. 8.8 is huge. Yeah, it's yeah. massive. It's pretty high. You can't get much better than that. Did it win two Emmys, though? It won an Emmy for every season from its first season to its fourth season for Best Drama. Yeah. And Aaron oh, Sorkin wow. was nominated for Best Writing. Aaron Sorkin won his Oscar for Molly's game did he win for molly's no game? sorry he won for the he was nominated social for the social network. network and he won for something which absolutely didn't deserve it because it was just like aaron we're really sorry have a great one yeah yeah oh yeah like when leonardo DiCaprio won for the one where he fucks the bear where he fucks the bear which yeah. i yeah. generally Revenant. thought that match that movie was about until i saw it yeah no that's Wait, true it's let's <laughs> no it's about survival it's sort of it's about really. like one guy's Ability to fuck a bear. Yeah. Well, that's what <laughs> B movies are romance between a bee and a human lady. And every time I watch it when I'm like babysitting, I'm like, Wait. no, <laughs> no. You well, watched, you're the one that puts it on. Have you B movie more than once? Yeah. B movie. Also, no. weren't you just discussing at the start if like whatever, you know, if it doesn't harm anyone or so what? Like don't yuck someone's yum. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, look. If I, that bee want to get some and I that lady want to get some bee. yums, I just, I doubt that a bee can fully consent. Who plays the female lead in B movie? I don't know, but they should be ashamed of themselves. Because I know it's Jerry Seinfeld as oh, the yeah, male no, lead. Oh, yeah, no, it is. Because but he's I even But I do not in know like who the female the... lead is. Wow. I think they've gone on to be quite famous. Why he's did he do that? He's even in like the... Um, what do you mean? Turtleneck. Why did Jerry Seinfeld... What do you mean Seinfeld he's even in the turtleneck? Do that. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld Jerry Seinfeld did that because money's awesome. Yeah, but also he doesn't need that money. And he like Renee doesn't like... Zellweger is the female lead of B-movie. But he doesn't like doing That's like... That's unsurprising to he me. He doesn't like looking like an idiot. I what do you mean? Jerry Seinfeld is like the type of person who like doesn't like doing dumb shit. Are you kidding? He's he's a comedian. What? Like yeah, but he doesn't do anything that's gonna like ruin his name. Yeah, he's a name. real Daniel Day Lewis. I agree. He's the he Daniel Day Lewis I mean, of dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> He'll move to Italy for three years and be a dumb shit coordinator for fucking three years, and then be like, I'm ready for B movie. <laughs> is that what he did? All no. oh, right. Listen. There's a lot of there's been a there's lot a of difference shade. between a method actor and a Methodist. Let's just totally, say. but I just mean like he always like talks down to people about like 
their particular styles and well, like what they've done. What That's about doing? having like, money. Who yeah. who's he done that to? He's talked about like him. like other well no other comedians about like doing like really like. Did he just say mean things to you? Is this I about how you send your tape to Jerry kid. Seinfeld and he talks shit about you? <laughs> yeah, on I would the kill internet. him, Andy. It, Specifically, like, to be fair, it was. Did you a send him five. your tight five? Yeah, <laughs> it's and comedians I, in cars sledging it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He just plays them your type five every time. Andy, I love your type five. Don't listen to him. It's good. It's it's hard to get through. I I will say that. It's 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 a loose five. It's real loose. It's, no. I mean that's exactly what his opening was. Jerry Time was just like, man, that's not tight. Yeah, it's not and by the way, you got a response from Jerry, which you have to be happy yeah, with. It it was it was a it was the a hurtful rest of response. Us have I mean, when he sent that I kinda like took a couple of days, I was like, fuck, that was painful. And I was like, you know what? Dude, you did the B movie, man. <laughs> you just responded back with the B movie poster. Yeah. And, it, and he was just like, yeah, fair play, man. Like, <laughs> Renee talked me into it. I don't know what to say. <laughs> That's right. Renee Zellweger. She's on the, she's as much, I'm putting her on blast for B movie. <laughs> you know what? It, I feel like Jerry Seinfeld's got enough shit. Can we cancel them for B movie? Yeah, we can cancel Renee. You know what? <laughs> Renee got her Oscar last year. She can get in fucked what? now. She got it for the um, Judy. Sing- yeah, Judy Garland. Isn't uh, it so weird that she just showed up one day with a completely different face? No, I mean, that's, that's about women in Hollywood. No, but I feel like it's gradual. Mm. Usually, I mean, like well, it's not a comment on her I can explain this, Cassie. I can explain this. So in like, B well, movie. Guys, ready? A white man's going to explain well, a woman's Well, okay. <laughs> so, yes, she did look different at the Oscars. <laughs> But B movie was animated, so that wasn't actually her. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that that, ex- that does get confusing. That's so ex- it explains a lot, yeah. and it also explains where the B was because I'm like, are they having trouble? <laughs> that explains why Reese Witherspoon doesn't look like that girl from Monsters and Aliens all the time. I don't know. I don't know Monsters and Aliens. I didn't get the reference. Deep I'm sorry. fucking DreamWorks cuts, motherfuckers. <laughs> Welcome to the bullshit. Do you think that the B and the lady is still together, like in the fictional world that they lived in? Absolutely. Here's, no, 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 no. Here's the thing is about bees: is that they sting. It is the plot. They sting you once. That's the only like piercing like apparatus that they have, and then they die. They die. No, yeah. So the first time that bee fucked Renee Zellweger's character, gone. He's dead. I'm sorry. Did you say in the movie he just eats her out? <laughs> yeah. B movie's fucked. Yeah. So what are we doing? We're talking about the West Wing. Aaron Sorkin, as we just said. Didn't win anything for this, did oh, well, he, you? No, he won four. His show won Emmys, but he yeah. hasn't won. He like Aaron Sorkin hasn't won quite nearly enough. It's no Shit's Creek. That's <laughs> what we're saying. In in some ways, it's good that Aaron Sorkin wasn't validated for his his quite difficult show. But at the same time, it's good that his show was validated for quite a lot of the good people that were in it. Because when you watch this show, it's really really interesting because. Every if you if you go past the pilot and just watch the, even just the first season, mm-hmm. you'll be like, oh fuck, it's that guy. Oh like, oh god, it's that guy. Like if you've I really seen, feel yeah, like it is even kind the of pilot, crazy. it's an absolute fucking that guy fest. Like yeah. Clark Gregg, who's made a career out of Marvel movies now, spends like his first few years being an FBI guy in the West Wing, and it's like fuck, it's Clark Gregg, and that dude's super famous now. It's like it's a whole fucking that guy fest. Yeah, the whole, the pilot, and I've never seen the West Wing. The pilot was wild. I think mm. there was one role which was probably the teacher where I wasn't like, oh, it's that person. Yeah, yeah literally yeah. I didn't know the teacher. And, and that's about it. And right? that opening sort of segment where it is literally just introducing to the characters, I was like, holy shit. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah you're like, shit. oh, I was like, that's this is a blockbuster And movie. I just assumed yeah. that's pretty much where everyone sort of got their career, like their yeah, career sort of spanned much. from this show. And I was like, well, yeah. not I Rob mean, Lowe. Rob was 
Oh, well, I even then I probably this was like I Rob coming back after was, the sex tape. So Roblo's really interesting because Roblo was cast in this series and thought that he was going to be like the apex star of this show. Oh, really? And he then found out that it was a real ensemble cast. And what happened after that? Like the pilot happened and Roblo was supposed to be the star. He was the first one signed and he was the one that got everyone else on board. First on screen as well. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, first, first line in the show. But at the same time is that the president in this show was meant to be, the president who was played by Martin Sheen, was meant to be someone who was uh, a force off screen, who was meant to be like, this bumbling guy who rides his bike into trees. And at the same time, you'd never see him until oh, like, like the president in V. Yeah. Maybe like five yeah. minutes, yeah. Yeah. five minutes an episode once a week, you'd see the president and he'd be propped up by his staff and the show would be about the staff. But the West wing was so like everyone fucking loved Martin Sheen's president who was really erudite and really smart. Well, and Mark called him daddy president. Today. I did. I did. He that's absolutely is. He, that's, that's what that he was is. such a fun at the end too. Cause again, never seen it. So when he comes to the end, you're like, oh. Mm. I like, think we should, let's let's do what we do every week and let's start from the start. And then, and then we'll talk about that Please. for 50 minutes and then quickly rush through the rest. <laughs> pretty much. Yep. Yeah, yeah cool. pretty yep. much. Okay, so she podcast. walks down the stairs. Okay. Do we have time to talk about some quick level? <laughs> we absolutely do not. So as you said, as 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 you said, the first real scene, fun that Luke's actually heard the podcast. Where it's crazy. For Kale, the jokes just go right over his head. He just sits here looking confused the entire Guys, time. Guys, I brought 400 Levo facts. Do I get knocked to use <laughs> What the fuck? Um, now you know my pain. <laughs> it's actually... Every it's, day it's, Mark comes with a printout sheet and yeah. we're like, not today. I, I come around and I just stand in Cassie's yard and scream my Levo <laughs> facts to the sky. Welcome Look, to our I'm podcast. I'm okay. The neighbours are just concerned. <laughs> <laughs> so the West Wing opens on... Uh, I'm I'm bad at names, but I reckon I'm going to nail all these names because I have seen. Oh yeah, you haven't told Luke, but Mark loves West Wing. He was very excited. I haven't watched it all. See what I do with the West you Wing. You said greatest show ever. Yeah, it's one of the greatest shows ever for sure. But what I do <laughs> is I put it on and I I smash through seasons and then I put it down mm. and then I go to watch it again and I go, what the fuck is happening? So mm. I start it again. And I watch season one and I'm like, I've already seen this. And so I stop watching. So you do I, the, that's you me do with the secret same life of an American teenager. I get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. roughly the same show. Yeah. You do the <laughs> same. <laughs> a lot of politics in both shows. <laughs> you do the same thing that Aaron Sorkin did, which was just like Aaron Sorkin only just did kept four quitting. seasons of this show yeah. and fucked off. And after he left, the show got incredibly dark. He left the show? He fucked off. He does. So the, there's I a series. I thought this was his pride and joy. It was, but there's a series called, Ma like you know, the Masterclass series that everyone gets tired for which is like learn how to fucking write a Hollywood mm. script. All I got to say is never click that link. Don't click that link. Because you are gone for the rest of your life. If you <laughs> click that link. Aaron I've Sorkin does a masterclass where he prides himself on saying, I only did four seasons of The West Wing and I've never watched a single episode afterwards. We're going to write the start of season five. And it's the absolute best fanfic I've ever experienced. <laughs> I remember the show does get substantially worse at one point. It does. It's like the, the season six and seven are about the next president. And it's like, really? Who took yeah. over as showrunner? Uh, don't know, but Jimmy Smith took over as candidate. <gasps> Smoldering Jimmy Smith. Love that. Love that as a choice. Always love Jimmy Smith. I saw Jimmy Smith on a trailer for a show that nobody watches the other day, and I'm just like, Jimmy Smith's got fucking old. Really? Yeah, man, it cancelled. It's a shame. I didn't think that happened anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I can see Andy over here googling Jimmy Smith. <laughs> uh, 
once you're done with that, can I have a quick peek at that phone? Because I don't know who it is. Uh, it's Jimmy Shits Creek. Uh, yeah, congratulations to Shits Creek, everyone. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, he can get it. Yeah, he's hot. Look at that guy. What do I, I know him I from? Mean, you, uh, NYPD Blue and being six foot eight. And, and like everything. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He's Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I think that is what Bingo's I know him from. dad. Yeah. He's six foot eight for real. I don't know, but he's six foot eight in my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. your vagina. <laughs> Jimmy Smith could ruin me. Yeah. And can I ask, as someone who understands the American political landscape through Yes, Cassie, what did you want to know? <laughs> <laughs> two different shows. What other, if any, American politically based shows, White House shows do you watch? So the stupid version of The West Wing is Scandal. It's I'm Okay, so this is... A scandal sits on my list. Doing Wait, is scandal set? I thought scandal was about a high school teacher. What no. am I thinking of? <laughs> Notes on a scandal, which is maybe. Uh, it's a movie, but I. I think love I'm thinking scandal. of how to get away with murder. How to get away? Same with person. Murder. Same person. Yeah. Same. Yeah, it's, it's a Shonda Rhimes show where Olivia Pope, played by, help me out, uh, Carrie Washington. Carrie Washington, who's the incredible, best. incredible, is Did like you watch a Little Fires is like everywhere? a. Yes, is like a Washington fixer and then like moves into Washington political life where she's sleeping with the president. And the difference between uh, the West Wing and Scandal is if they find a problem in the West Wing, it's like how can we use soft power to exert influence over this person? Whereas the problem with Scandal is how can I kill this person and get away with it? There is so much killing. There's a lot If of you money. like a character, they're going to be killed by a different character that you like. But that being said, Scandal and the West Wing share a character, which is Joshua Molina, who comes in as Will Bailey in like season four of the Wait, West Wait, who is he in Scandal? Oh, uh, Will. Yeah. Will was a real fucking dud. Will hosts a, a competing podcast to this called the West Wing Weekly, where they do a wrap of every West Wing podcast. You shouldn't listen to it. You should just repeat this podcast four hundred times. Yeah. Um. Wait. Who is he in Scandal? Yes. Okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good answer. It is a good answer. Because yeah, I'm obsessed with Scandal. Love yeah. Scandal. I watch it over and over and over again. I just it's it's so soapy. It's so soapy and silly, and yet I cry. <laughs> Um, there's that one speech that Kerry Washington does where every time I'm like, this is stupid, but I'm so moved. Um, and I watch Veep. I'm obsessed with Veep. So that's my understanding of this political landscape. Totally. Olympus Has Fallen is a pretty one, like similar. Sort that's of- a documentary. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about... Nice. What Sorry, about- <laughs> no, I've been good. really working on a tight five. What do you think about this for my opener? Yeah. I just go up on stage. Be careful because Jerry's going to mm. annihilate yeah, you. Dude. Jerry, this one's for you. And by the way, <laughs> B-movie masterpiece. So I go up on stage. Good every- good take because I said it was awful. Yeah. And that's probably why that's, it rinsed that's me. That's where this started. <laughs> I'm like B-movie, comedians and cars. Wasn't too fond of that Seinfeld show. But other than that, great stuff. So I yeah. go up on stage and everyone's already cheering. And yeah. I just go up to the mic. And I, and I first I have to be like, shut up. Everybody be quiet because there's a good joke coming. And I just say... Shonda Rhimes, better get her on a Jay-Z album then. (laughs) What do you think? Fire. Absolute fire. I like it. Okay, good? Okay, I think I think I might just leave it at that. And I'll just be like, thank you, that is my joke. You don't drop the mic, you slam it. Yeah, snap it in half. And walk off the stage. Can I yes and you and ask what your joke is after that? Yep. So after that, I obviously, I then I take some audience and I go, give me any showrunner to a show 
And I'm going to come up with a really funny name. Okay, Genji Kohan. Kohan? <laughs> Wait, let me finish. Don't you, don't you've you already racist. done it. No, 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 you've already done it. Uh, okay, I've done it. <laughs> I didn't go for Genji, which was the obvious of the two. Yeah. <laughs> You're a dynamic performer. That's what yeah. I like about no, it. No, it's good. It's good. So we're introduced to the main characters of the West Wing in the first scene. You know, we, we, we basically go a montage style where we're just meeting every single character. We have Sam, played by Rob Lowe. As we said, this is his, he's coming back to grace, I guess, because, you know, he'd he done a lot of drugs. And he had a sex tape. He'd done a sex tape. Was, his, who, has anyone here seen his sex tape? I haven't um, seen it. I haven't seen tape. it, no. Okay. And it, uh, he was also prominent, like... Um, he was in the Brat Pack. Is that what you're going to say? No, I was going to say he, like, um, Andy Warhol was very... Very fascinated by him. Andy Warhol was fascinated by Rob Lowe. Or Rob, the other Lowe. Way around? Rob Lowe. And, you know, <laughs> the other way around is quite good. No, people just don't realize <laughs> that when they talk about like Andy's muses and stuff like that. One of them was Rob Lowe. Rob I Lowe. get it though. The dude's always been good looking. He is. And like we talk about Dudlow a lot in this podcast because he shows up a lot. He's it's- a monster. He is a monster. <laughs> He's an absolute swamp thing. Have it's you disgusting. Seen his it's like we're like he's in like every pilot we fucking do. But um, imagine Rob Lowe. Sorry, this is a real person. Who's yeah, 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 yeah. I call him. I dubbed him Dudlow. What's his real name? Chadlow. But it's he's just the celebrity brothers of like hot famous people is like a real niche subject. There was a fantastic advertising campaign in Australia where they got Brad Pitt's brother. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. (laughs) And like, tell me Doug Pitt doesn't sound like the stupidest marketing pun in history. Yeah. But Doug Pitt genuinely looks like store brand Brad Pitt. And it's the fucking stupidest (laughs) thing I've ever seen. So like, Chadlow, if you saw him on your own, you'd be like, oh, that's a person. But as Mark says, when you compare him to his brother Rob Lowe, he's a swamp monster. He's atrocious. He's the What he is, is you know when you make pancakes and you make the first pancake and it's fucked? Yeah. yeah. Make every other pancake afterwards and it's perfect. Yeah. Dudlow. Yeah. Yeah. He's got to be the older and one as well. And it's also Rob Lowe in any role he's playing has such a charm. Yeah. Like yeah. he's Gravitas. charismatic. Yeah. There's nothing to Dudlow. I would say. And that's would, why Dudlow got picked for Pretty Little Lies and Rob Lowe got picked for this. I think, I think very much. I knew there was a reason in Pretty Little Lies. As well. <laughs> that's it. I think this character, Sam, is, he's a hard person not to like. Yeah, he's yeah. pretty likable. He's very likable. Yeah. Very likable character. And that kind of continues through the show. They all kind of were though. Oh, interesting. Interesting take for the first Good episode. Take. It yeah. is an interesting take. So we, we, first we meet Sam. So Sam, his job is he's the deputy press director, deputy, no, deputy ma- communications director. Yeah, communications digital communicator, digital communications. Director. I don't think he's digital. He is digital. Is he? Is he specifically? They digital. They didn't have digitals back then. Said digital in it the was pilot. Only analog. Well, I know a lot of his job is script writing. Uh, like is like uh, speech writing. That's a big part of his job yeah. throughout the show. So he's kind of like he's the number two to Toby. Yeah. Um. Who we meet? I I, I don't know if I'm going to do this in right order, but uh, so Sam's in a bar. He's getting asked questions by a journalist. Journalist basically asking questions about something that had happened previous and if someone also was going to lose their job. Also the opening scene to Scandal. Yeah. yeah. He's asking whether Josh Lyman's going to get fired. Mm. Exactly. We haven't met Josh at this point. Josh is played by Bradley Whitford. Whitford. Then there's, a, there's a part of the scene that's semi-important that keeps going through the pilot where Sam has gets goggled by uh, a pretty little girl. Very young Lisa Edelston from House MD. Don't need to say little girl. And yeah. She's, okay. she's a tiny little girl. Yeah. In this. Andy is is telling I the truth. I just want to reiterate. She's, she's like 30. Yeah, she's, 
we've, little uh, we've thirteen going on thirty. Reached the end, um, but the yeah, she's the, the woman from House. That blew yeah, my she mind. Is. Yeah, she yeah. is. She's really pretty. I said, <laughs> that's, that's that girl. I'm going to keep objectifying her. You, and, see, uh, you think that it gets edited this way. Mm. If anything, Mark edits most of it out. Yeah. She uh, is. We don't know what to I do. I objectify and deny. She <laughs> is a little pocket-sized cutie, that one. <laughs> <laughs> Hello to the HR department that gets me fired because of this podcast. <laughs> so he's, yeah, he's in a bar. He's being questioned by a reporter basically saying, is this guy going to get fired? At the same time, he's getting eyes from someone across the bar. We also meet uh, in no And he's like, oh, that's the chick from hell. He's like, he's like, oh, fucking, do you reckon she knows Hugh Laurie? Is that fucking baby Lisa Riddleston? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we meet Toby. Toby's on a plane. Uh, and, oh, actually, no, this hasn't happened yet, but Toby's on a plane. This and is my ex-boyfriend was an aeronautical engineer. Is he the guy who's commenting on the internet that hates this scene? Yeah. That plane doesn't have that particular piece of equipment and I don't believe that's correct. No, but his whole thing was the same thing. Like he he say the exact same thing. He's like, it's so funny that they want you to believe that your cell phone's going to take this entire thing down. Oh, I absolutely Mm. can't. Yeah, like it's like the most ridiculous thing. Yeah, but what about 300 cell phones? Yeah. So you're thinking about, about the indiv- yeah, you're thinking about the individual on their cell phones. Yeah. You know, what happens if, if there's free three, candy? Yeah. Three hundred, so that all the yeah. passengers are on their cell phones, on their laptops, using all their digital equipment. Hit me, digital man. You know the last time that happened was nine eleven. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking heck. And do you know who never helped during nine eleven? Everyone. Andy. 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 Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was with Lisa Elston as a child. Yeah. yeah. Didn't do shit. <laughs> she was pretty, man. <laughs> so. Toby's on a plane. He's trying to be on his phone on his computer at the same time. The flight attendant's saying, like, get off your phone. Not get, about it. You know, and he, and he, he does his little Toby spill. Uh, he was pretty rude. He's like, I'm um, actually, it. I'm Toby. Like, that's the thing of the whole show, <laughs> which is just like, I've got a speech about reading a resume and I just think I'm smarter than everyone. Like, that's if you can put up with that, you can put up with this whole show. Yeah. See, I, that's the thing. He was the world's most annoying. I was going to say, that's that. this is the character where I'm like, that is interesting that you said every character was likable. I forgot he existed, but was he also the one that came up with the Jewish thing? Yes. Yeah. And yeah. Then obviously identify that and we'll, we'll get to okay, it. Okay, here's the thing about Toby but, and what Toby's going to do to you is for oh half no. an episode, you're going to be like, I fucking hate Toby. Toby, you're out of line. You've, you've gone too far this time, Toby. And then he's going to say something at the end of the episode and he's going to go on a little speech and you're going to say, God damn it, you care, Toby. And God damn it, you're right, Toby. I respect you again. And that happens every episode of the entire show. That's Toby's whole thing. That's Toby's jam. So Toby's another character we meet here. You meet Treadmill. We meet Later. Treadmill, uh, also known as CJ, played yes. by Oscar winner, Alice and Jenny. How many Oscar winners do we have in the in the, in the cast of this show? Two, I'm assuming. Surely Martin Sheen's won an yeah, Oscar. Yeah, I reckon he has. He's got to have won an Oscar. Badlands was the shit. Apocalypse Now, probably. Apocalypse Now was the shit as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's Mighty crazy. Ducks. His son was in that. Fuck yeah. <laughs> he gets a reflective Oscar. He, he gets, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he gets a father Oscar. <laughs> That's the thing about the Mighty Ducks. It was such a good movie that they just gave out Oscars to anyone. All relatives. To it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, because I obviously know of this show and I know that it's like Aaron Sorkin. I know that people love it. Mm-hmm. 
I assumed the cast would be good. Yeah. It was mind blowing, especially yeah. seeing we just keep getting introduced. Mm, it's it's like, stacked. Whoa! Yeah. yeah. Just to go back. But Toby, again, it's no Alice scandal. Jenny's hilarious. I think she's fantastic. Alice and Jenny is the best part of the show. And the problem with this show is that it doesn't give women anything to do and it makes them just sexual props, which is a pain in the ass. Her, her, her job seemed like Not the worst yet. fucking yeah. thing ever. Well, enough. we've got progressing through the episode, obviously. You don't really get Just to, to jump it. back, Toby's job, he is. Sam's boss. So he is, he is above Sam. He's a communications director. Uh, CJ, Alison Jenny, press. she is she's the press. press. Coordinator so or something. Press secretary. Press yeah. secretary. So she's basically the person that you, that you see the most if you're a normal person looking at the West Wing. She's the person that sits at, stands at the podium, gets fulfilled. Everyone asks her the question. She's Sean Spicer, she if you will. She's Sean Spicer, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, Jay Carney, if you're talking about the Obama administration. she But is mostly with her match Sean Spicer and his hate for Dippin' Dots. And his love for Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. Um, so we meet her. The, the The main thing we get from her little scene is, so basically what they're trying to do in this opening thing is they're giving you a little 30-second burst of the character and they're basically going, this is the character. Yeah. Like we're, we're in a way giving you too much of each character just from the get-go, just so you get a taste of everyone. So you've got with Sam, you've got charismatic, you know, uh, women love him. Least, he's a bit of a smooth Goes talker. out a little bit. Like. Goes out a bit. You've got uh, Toby. He's an annoying little child. You've got CJ. CJ's on a treadmill. She's trying to talk. She's trying to chat out the, up chat the guy yeah. next yeah. to her. She has a little bit of like a, a comical fall at one point. Basically her character is like, you know, I've got a personal life, but my work always overtakes yeah. that. If she's there like, is she specifically a woman says five trying to, six is to my have time. it all and she's yeah. on a treadmill, she's going to fall. Uh, who else do we meet here? We we briefly meet Donna. Donna is a secretary to... Josh Lyman. Josh she Lyman. is yeah. uh, the assistant to the deputy chief of staff. Who is I Josh liked Lyman. her. Big fan of Donna Telemas. She is a great deal. Donna rules. She's Donna rules. Donna's, Donna's like so underused in the show, it's criminal. I don't think we get too much of a character here i think we just get a tiny glimpse of her not yeah. too much to go you into. Get a, yeah yeah um and we meet josh josh is asleep at his desk at this point josh is the person who has previously been talked about if the president is going to fire him or not josh is in trouble josh, josh has done trouble. a bad bad i don't think we've quite met leo yet so i think what happens is this is pretty much when you meet leo you get all of these scenes and at the end of every one of these scenes every single one of these people gets the news in some way that the president has fallen off his bike. Yeah. Into a tree. Into a tree. I have a problem with one of these scenes. Uh, go Which for one? It. Go for it. So Rob Lowe wakes up with the woman from house. He does. So he yeah, he, do, he does go on to wake up with a woman. Yeah, that and she him in the says bar. she looks at her um, pager. Mark, was this appropriate for the time? Always got to check in with you. Pages, uh, uh, well, we, 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 ha- we have a tech, tech genius here. Hello. Uh, no, pages ninety ninety nine. Washington's really interesting because it's always been a little bit behind the times when it comes to technology, especially okay. with the White House. I uh, guess that's a pages safety were a thing. thing though. No, pages You're not going to be like an early adopter. Pages are still a thing if you are either a nurse, a firefighter, or a member of the emergency services. Mm. So we'd just like to check this out because sometimes shows... I have issues with Namely shows. Chuck. Chuck. Chuck was no good. My my big issue with shows, if, like, if, if we've got a show that came out in like... If it's not a period piece. Like if it came out in 2017 and someone pulls out like a flip phone or, or, like or, they, or they go yeah. on like Microsoft. a computer and it's like fucking AOL or something. <laughs> and you're like, it's 2017. See, like you would have had like a pretty modern MacBook at that point. Your phone would have 
most likely been like 17. You've probably got an iPhone by then. Yeah. Totally. If not like an early Android or something like that. Like it's going to be a smartphone. It's not going to be like a fucking flip phone. Mark anyways, can't even hear the song Dilemma without having a complete. <laughs> Dilemma is. When yeah. Kelly Rowland types, she misses her boyfriend into an Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah. And she doesn't know why he doesn't text And then back. gets mad why he doesn't text Yeah. Um, no. Google so Rob Lowe wakes up and the girl checks his pager and she's like, it says POTUS fell off a bike. And later she's like, your friend has a weird name. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no way that you live in D.C. As a law student. Uh, and you have no <laughs> idea what POTUS means. Yeah. She was high, guys. Yeah, She was she also was totally s- baked. She was also smoking the the dube with a fork. She had a roach clip. It's yeah. Roach it's like clip. Oh, yeah. oh, right. I thought she pronged it with a fork. No, I've never done drugs, but that's what I've heard. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, yeah, mum. I smoke heaps of weed. <laughs> what Hell I do is I get, I get my spork out. <laughs> yeah. I just fucking shovel down that weed <laughs> yeah. cake. Yeah, yum, 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 yum. Healthy Harold taught us all that that is uh, a roach clip. <laughs> <laughs> How long have they been calling him POTUS though? Since like- Easily the 70s. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Like the majority of the 20th century. Okay. Well, you know, yeah, she's a dumb shit. What, what do you want me to say? Alexa, when was it cool to abbreviate things? I just don't know. I mean, all I'm I, saying is I'm sure. all I'm saying is the only things I've ever heard because I'm much like this 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 poor defenseless woman that you are abusing right now. <laughs> yes. I am too a dum dum. So I know. When what I know POTUS from is this show and Veep. And I want to say if I've watched a movie back in the day, they're not calling it. What about POTUS. real life? What do you mean, real life? I wasn't around in the seventies. How could I? How could I? Have no, but they say it? no, no, no. Cassie, you know he doesn't exist in real life. <laughs> what in real they life? They say POTUS all the time. Yeah, now. Oh wait, okay. I'm so, these these predate now. I'm I'm making an argument. Yeah. The interesting thing about this show is that I think it popularized a lot of um, ways to refer about the presidency. So POTUS v POTUS, things like that. That's I don't my think argument. a lot of people knew. I will I will back it up and say I don't think a lot of people knew the the inside workings of the White House, quote-unquote, as it was inside the West Wing before it became popular in 1999. I've got a counterpoint, mm-hmm. and I just need you to hear me out. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think she's a dumb shit. You know what? <laughs> I actually looked at her. She was tiny for one thing. <laughs> she was real tiny. She was a tiny. tiny little girl. That's the thing. She was only 10 years old, so we should have expected that. <laughs> what? <laughs> what, do you, what can you expect, man? Exactly. But actually, no, I do have a counterpoint. Mm-hmm. And my counterpoint is, sure, maybe the average person yeah. wouldn't know back then what POTUS means. Again, she's a law student in, in D.C. DC. Yeah. Okay. Well, she's dumb, dumb. She's she's a bad she's, lawyer. She's a bad law, law she's student. She's a bad lawyer. She's never going to pass it by. I wouldn't have her represent me. Yeah. No. She's a real dumb, dumb little girl bitch. <laughs> oh, wait a second. <laughs> she's a dumb, dumb little girl, Cassie. I don't know if the, she deserves to be called a bitch. The point of this scene is that she tells Sam because she's checked his pager and she's made a remark here, and this is going to come back later. She says, our pages look very similar. This is a hijinks waiting to happen, and I cannot wait it's, to tell you when it, it does happen. What's it called, Chekhov's gun? It's che- of, it's, yeah, it's Chekhov's pager. Chekhov's pager, for sure. So she says, our, our pages look the same. Your, your friend named POTUS has fallen off their bike. What a klutz. What a silly name. What a silly name. And then Such and then Such a dumb shit bitch. And then, and then Sam <laughs> Sam takes his takes his pager and he says, "Listen here, you dumb shit bitch." 
he is hits very, her while he does it. Which he, I thought was he gives too her far, a slap, just like yeah. like a fucking yeah. Don Draper style slap. It, yeah, it, it's hit that progressive sick. button because we're killing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's too far. And then he says, he says, he goes, oh by the way, POTUS, he's my boss. He's not my friend. He's my boss. And she, and he's like, oh. And POTUS, that stands for President of the United States, opening credits. And then the sting starts. Yeah, and then he kicks down the door, even though it was open. Exactly. He closes it, kicks it off its hinges. In this trailer, we don't get the full opening credits that we do in every other episode. It was short, and I'm going to tell you that is a blessing because most of all, Christ for the skip intro button. The yeah, the the West Wing opening credits is like I'm going to say. It's forty-five seconds long. Wow, that's I long. Hate that's that. nearly a whole like you know not. And you've got you've got like the drums. It's like it's a pretty sick song. That's a whole show in first time. So we get a very short opening credits, but we've met kind of the supporting cast. They're, they're part of the the ensemble cast for this. But now we're gonna meet the real motherfucker, head dog, the head dog, Leo. Is that the guy who plays Crossword? Yes. This is the guy that yeah. plays crossword. Yeah. <laughs> we meet Leo here. And not only do we meet Leo, we also get introduced to what essentially is the most iconic West Wing thing, which is conversations taking place in endless hallways. The walk and talk. So this is this is the walk and talk. Leo comes into the West Wing. This scene was sick. I got it. Like this is like I was loving this. Oh boy, are you big Sorkin one, big one shot. Yeah, yeah, this is like a Sorkin thing, and I only know that because it's parodied when he's on Thirty Rock. Yeah. I literally have it in my notes saying follows one dude around the White House. That's Liam McGarry, yeah, baby. Like, yeah. This really long scene where he just says like hi to people. They say hi back. Talks to Donna. He Don't talks come. to fucking everyone. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. So Leo McGarry, played by John Spencer, hashtag RIP, who is a fucking legend in this show, and is like. If you've if you've seen the Nicolas Cage classic The Rock, he's the FBI director in that show in that in that movie, and it's like he's never not Liam McGarry and everything you see him in from <laughs> yeah, now on. Right. It's very distracting. <laughs> but no, he he absolutely kills this role. Yeah, it's like sick. he's such a fucking he good was character. Born to play it, yeah, and yeah, this this Sorkin scene of him just walking through to the entire and it's all the one shot. And yeah, as it happens, he's he you get so much information in this one scene and he talks to so many different people about so many different things. And it's just that's what the West Wing at its core pretty much is. See, just people walking it's around just and talking. Selling it for me. I thought it was fucking I loved it. And I was like, it was kind of hard to keep up with a lot of the detail. A lot of the like obviously the main point, like he was speaking to Donna about something, told her to do it now, and then he meets Josh and he starts to have that conversation about Josh and Cuba and what he and but also what he said to Mary someone on like that interview. Yeah. Yeah. But so the, the main the main thrust of it is that Josh is in trouble for slapping someone on the Christian right, which like can you Not can you even physically. What, sorry, yeah. <laughs> verbally slapping someone on the Christian just stands up on television and <laughs> just slaps up. No, he he verbally and slaps doesn't get down. fired. Honestly, this is at the time. This political climate. That's what I was gonna say. Can you imagine after this presidential debate that we've just watched, anyone like being caring up about what anything he said? That they said on television? Yeah. Yeah, what he a really didn't time to be say alive. anything that bad. No, nothing. Not at all. He basically insinuated that someone in the church has been indicted for tax fraud and that the it, organization that mary marsh works for who is the member of the christian right is someone who is probably not as righteous as they probably come off as absolutely yeah and that's what the president's gonna fire josh lyman for which is insane because it's an honest 
remark. I can't imagine that the West Wing hasn't had a peak, like a, a huge popularity boom during the current administration because people are just going to be like, fuck it, I'm going to watch this shit because, like, at the end of the day, like, it's uh, he's a Democratic president in the West Wing. Yeah. And it's also just, like, everything that happens in this show is kind of done from, like, it's done from a perspective of they're trying to make America better in a way. Yeah. So yeah, or like a romanticized view of politics. Yeah, pretty much. So but it's like when sorry, when you watch Veep now, which as you know, I watch the final episode at least once a week. Psychopath. <laughs> yeah, because it's psychopath. insanity that you mm. do that. Anyway. So I did it two nights ago. Don't worry. Um, but when I watch Veep now, like all the ridiculous shit that she does and that Jonah does and everything like that. Not that ridiculous. And they <laughs> were trying to be over the top. Yeah, yeah. The West Wing in 99 comes from a weird place of just like how bad were like the Bush senior years of like this sure. is this is how we came out of the Bush senior years thinking that the centre-left could probably make a better country. And at the same time, when the West Wing premiered, it was just like it was the Clinton era where uh, the first Clinton campaign where it was like, yeah, we want to be centre-left, but like maybe stop touching people. Yeah. So if – that's exactly what the West Wing is. It's just like it's it's idealism driven politics, and it's not it's not perfect, and it's absolutely lulled people into a false sense of security of what the presidency should be. But you're not wrong in that it's experienced a massive surge. Mm. And it, did you know they're coming back for a, a one off like uh, a table special? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a theatrically that everyone's doing in COVID. Yeah, that everyone's doing. There's a theatrically performed episode of The West Wing starring everyone to Sick. to fund. That's huge. Michelle Obama's uh, "When We All Vote" charity. Uh, sorry, Think Tank is it? Char- That's really think cool. That's sick. And yes. I, I will say, from watching quite a bit of now the do West scandal. Wing, I will say that it it's also in the way where it's like looking at something that's like it's it's quite a nice look at the presidency. It's also a bit bleak and depressing when you when you get to think that this came out twenty over twenty years ago at this point, and. Everything they talk, like, so they have big moments and big discussions throughout this show about hot button topics of the time and nothing's different. Like, nothing's so, so, so there, there's, yeah. there's heaps of episodes on gun control. Okay. There's episodes in like race inequality. Uh, and you just look at it and literally exact same conversations that's are happening fuck, nowadays. Like, years, and like, like, but that's the thing. It's been happening for longer than that, but it's just, it just kind of yeah. showcases that it's like the, the, the conversations that they have, particularly about gun control in this are just like, you could just play it today and it would be exactly the same. Okay, so on Leo's scene, there's a couple of other characters we meet on Leo's scene as well. So he talks to Donna, he talks to Josh, he walks around the office. You're going to have to help me with names here. He walks, while he's going around the office, he's going around and then he goes through the room before the uh, Oval and Office. And cusses in the Oval Office. And he meets... Mrs. Landingham. That's Mrs. Landingham. Dolores Landingham. Dolores, of course. Landingham. Another great character in this show. Oh, Mrs. Landingham rules. Mrs. Landingham is fantastic. She's kind of, she's she's the, what, what would her title be? She's the uh, executive assistant to the president. So basically there are, outside the Oval Office, there are two desks and one of them is the president's body man, which is eventually played by Charlie Young, who is Dulé Hill. How long until he comes into this show? Next episode. Next, because uh, I was, yeah. I was, I thought it was weird he wasn't in this episode. Is that the one that carries around all the shit? Yeah. So yeah. the president's body man, and then there's uh, Mrs. Landingham, which is his executive assistant. The president has five assistants, but so those they are the do two like main ones. scheduling. There's an actual scheduler who works for the president, and that's one of their assistants. Jesus. Okay. They have five assistants. Wow. I'm sure Crazy. it's more now. That's like a lot of people to get to yell at. In, yeah. As someone who used to be an EA, your entire job is just trying not to cry. While if you're you the president, at. I think you can yell at the entire country. 
Yeah. <laughs> You've got 300 million people been, to choose from. That has been proven to us over <laughs> the last four years, yes. So Mrs. Landingham, her role in this show is she's basically kind of like a mother figure to the president yeah. in a way where she's sweet at times, but also she'll like lay down the law if she has to. So if people try and get in to see the president, she's the one that's like... Tough love. Get. You're not yeah. coming in. Yeah. And people are kind of like, yeah, shit, okay. We good, we good. Like she's she definitely has authority to her. And she so Leo goes through that room, you meet her, then he goes into the Oval Office. A lot of this show is in the Oval Office. You know, it's a big thing to see in the show, so they kind of do a sweeping shot of it. Have you ever wondered whether mm-hmm. there's like a lot in California where they just keep using the same Oval Office? That, so surely. that's an interesting point because the West Wing, they built the entire set of the White House for the pilot of the West Wing. It's one of the most expensive sets ever created and they kept it around and they kept you adding to it. I was going to say that yeah. fact. Hell yeah. That's like, and, and that's the thing. It's like there are so, there are certain pilots like especially in Australia, there are certain pilots where they've created. There was a, a show in Australia in the 80s where they created an entire shopping mall set. It didn't get picked up for after <gasps> its pilot and they literally went the set out for firewood outside <laughs> Channel 10 Studios Jeez. the next that's week. Insane. And it's the craziest shit ever. They gambled so much money on this show. <laughs> wow. Good firewood, though. Surely Mike <laughs> Whitney could have done something in there. Oh, like who, just give, Who dares definitely wins. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Where's Tanya Zayata right now? Let's talk about that. S- someone find someone her. Someone needs to be talking it's about it. It's the Zayata cast. Where is she? <laughs> you know that podcast, like, Where is Richard Simmons? Yes. We should make Where that. Where is because, Tanya Zayata? Yeah. <laughs> She's just like, is honestly. It just, is it just... Right here. Well, I reckon it would take it. one episode to be published before... Because her Google alert is definitely set up. <laughs> yeah. As soon as that would go live, we'd get an email the next day. It's like, yeah, I'm just here, man. I'm just, like, living my life. Are you all right? Yeah. But seriously, Mike Whitney Guys, is Tanya Zayata is a Bollywood actress now. No. Yeah, for real. Mike let her do that? <laughs> <laughs> let's let's be real. Mike doesn't control where she goes. Like, how does that even happen? It's like how um, Brett Lee does Bollywood. Like, mm. what? Brett Lee does Bollywood. Yeah, Brett Lee's huge in the IPL, and yeah, he does I mean, Bollywood it makes sense in it being massive in India based on cricket. But it's just crazy. That's mental. So we see we see the the uh, Oval Office. A lot of the show takes place here, and then Leo has. So there's two in the Oval Office. There's only two doors that lead into the Oval Office. Mm. Actually, there's three, isn't there? So there's one from Mrs. Landinghan's I've office. I've never been. There's one that goes, there's like another entrance. <laughs> he did a loop in an To exit, Leo's yeah. office. So Leo has an office directly off the West Wing. And there's a third door to a hallway. Well, there's got to be, there's also, he often goes outside to like the balcony area. No, sorry, there's four because there's, a, yeah, there's the portico. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's also probably got to be like a, you know, a secret exit. Yeah. In Scandal, there's the like a little section lowers. where there are no cameras <laughs> where they can do kissing. <laughs> where they can do kissing. <laughs> but the point is that there's only two ways to get into the Oval Office. It's you either, just said there's four. Well, there's only four for, for a layman. For like a layman. You can't just hop the fence and go through the, the balcony entrance. They'll shoot you for that. You can either go past Mrs. Landingham Not or me, on the other side, the you've got Leo. And Mrs. Landingham will shoot you. She'll <laughs> fuck you up. For, all right. <laughs> and so Leo goes through the Oval Office. He goes to his, his own office, which is attached to uh, the Oval Office. And he talks to his secretary, whose name is... Margaret. Margaret. Margaret, I thought... A cracking guest. I remember Margaret being <laughs> know, kind like, of like a... We don't deserve him. She's like your poor man's Donna. Like, Margaret's there, 
but you don't care about her as quite as much as you care about Donna throughout this show. Margaret really shines in later seasons because she's a lunatic, and that's great. Yeah, I mean, maybe she. Does. I don't. People really say the same thing about me. <laughs> I shine right now because I'm a lunatic. Yeah, like Cassie really shines because she's a lunatic. <laughs> she lives her own life, <laughs> and she believes that she has light coming from inside her. <laughs> so basically, at this point, we've met all the main characters for season one, bar the president. I would say. That's probably correct. I mean, they're, they're kind of the main cast throughout most of the show. The next scene you meet Mandy, who's a really interesting character. She comes along as a media director for oh, yeah, the White House. She worked, on, oh, yeah. she worked on the campaign. Oh, I remember Mandy. She's and then all of a sudden. insanely fucking unlikable. And really, like, because again, Aaron Sorkin doesn't know how to write women. And it's no. really fucking bad. She disappears midway through season two. That's the thing. And it's like, where the fuck did Mandy go? Oh, wait, nobody gives a shit. That happens a couple of times in this show as it well. Does. So he will introduce characters, give them quite a bit of backstory. Yeah. They're, they become pretty integral to the plot. And then one episode, they're gone. They're gone. They We never talk about them again. And no like, one mentions them. But is that, is that based women? on like her and uh, no, 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 having no, do, like do, a do, fight? Do. She no? just disappears. Like it happened to her. No, but he's saying like- what, what's, the, the, what's the, what's the, the uh, Yeah, exactly. Behind the scenes. I just think he just gets tired of writing them. I think he writes them and, be, and, he, and he has an idea and he's like, this is going to be really good. And then he plays it out and it's kind of boring and he doesn't really have anything- to this character and he realizes that the character is really unlikable and doesn't get along with anyone and so then all of a sudden it's just like what if they're not in the next episode and he's well, like I mean, he's, and he's like don't worry don't worry she'll be in the next episode after that and then by then it's like she's already wait, gone. he wrote her in by her getting like a, not abusing but just like completely ignoring a police officer like being a dickhead to a police officer while also being a dickhead to someone on the phone. Like, well, yeah. also to be basically fair, I think like that's pretty accurate. Feminizing DC. a male journalist saying, I'm going to make you cry like a little girl. Like, <laughs> Jesus. Wait, so is it mostly women that he does this to? Yeah. I would much. say exclusively. If you okay, so is he like, oh, well, at this stage, all they have left to do is shop. I mean, and I'm not going to show that. Well, women be shopping. Women be <laughs> that's shopping. What we, we have to agree on that. We, no, as a podcast. Wait, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. Is it boys talk? <laughs> Welcome to Boys Talk. I'm Aaron Sorkin. Let's talk about some fucking women. <laughs> what I like to do with women. All right. And let me let me lay this down for you boys and boys talk. Oh, no. I like to write them into my shows, okay? I like to give them one, maybe two episodes. Maybe put a bit of a story plot behind them, okay? I want to get you a little bit interested, but not that interested. And you know what I'm going to do to that bitch? Oh, I'm going to make her disappear. Not even write them out? I'm not even going to bother, man. Because you know what? It's cheaper that way. I don't give a fuck. They can't walk as fast in those goddamn high heels. And by the way, women be shopping. Always oh. shopping. Hey, Aaron Sorkin, I'm Mark. Uh, I've got a dick on top of my two balls. Andy? Yeah, Aaron Sorkin, just letting you know, I've also got a dick on top of my two balls. Do you have anything to say to Aaron Sorkin right now? Can we talk about the dick and the balls, Aaron? Yeah, thank you. Uh, Cassie, you are not invited. <laughs> How was that fucking timing (laughs) then? That was amazing. Oh my God. Well done. That one time I tricked you into involving me. Yeah, I know. Never again. To be fair, you did a really good job. Like you really, you you. you were kind of the star of that episode of Boys Talk. I hosted that episode of Boys Talk, but now I feel like you're so vigilant. Yeah. I'm going to have to wait a while till I pounce again. Oh, you'll get me again. The reason why Aaron Sorkin 
and he's gone on record saying this, why he doesn't write women that well is because he refuses to do shopping montages. He's like, I will not write them yeah. into my scripts. And after that, what are you going to write about? Exactly. The menzies? Yeah. And it's like, that only happens once a month. <laughs> exactly. You can't put too many episodes on that. Yeah. Um, but yeah no, and the, it's yuck. It's yuck. It happens to this character, Maya. She disappeared. She gets her menzies. It also happens to a character that I quite, he did a, he did a lot of work on another character named Ainsley as the show goes Ainsley on. Ainsley Hayes was incredible. And, and then fucked off. So the, her whole the whole basis of her character was that she was a Repu- Republican working in the Democrat Democrat run White House, right, and yeah. everyone instantly was like, "Fuck you, Ainsley!" But her whole thing was like, "I'm not a fucking monster. I'm yeah. like a I'm really good at my job." And the whole problem with the show was just like we hired Ainsley Hayes because she's hot, and it's like, "Are you fucking serious? Stop <laughs> saying it to her face." And then, yeah, one day, so they, they did a lot of work getting, like, they gave her, like, a shitty office downstairs and, like, down in, like, basically. The Steampike Trump, the Steampike Trunk Distribution Venue. Exactly. And then it was, like, she, as the show goes on, like, she, you really start to empathize with her and you start to I like her as a you character. You rewatch this and feel really bad for Ainsley Hayes. And then all of a sudden she's just, like, boom, gone. And you're, like, and, and, and the worst thing is, the worst thing is that it takes you a couple of episodes to notice. <laughs> Every time you're just like, where the fuck did this? I haven't seen them in ages. The I have a question about- was, it, was it possibly Black Friday sales? Oh, that, that's, that could have been yeah. it. Yeah. Shopping. That could have been it. I got a question about that. Why? What would be the purpose for a Democratic Party to hire a Republican? The president likes smart people who disagree with well, him. Well, like the thing is a politician's right. a politician to some extent. Like a lot of Republicans now don't support Trump. The value. It's true, I've read that. The interesting thing about this president is that they is that this president values smart people over everything else, which is the the thing that a lot of left wing liberals cling onto about the West Wing, which is like being smart's the key. So this president clings onto a lot of people who are just like, if you're smart, you're in. So Josh, uh, sorry, Sam goes on television and and gets the absolute shit kicked out of him by Ainsley Hayes, who's very very smart and runs rings around him. And the president says that was an incredible performance. Please hire Ainsley Hayes, but. There's a whole bunch of problematic sexual politics that live around <laughs> right. that. And the goal is for people in DC is to work in the White House. Or be shopping. Or be shopping. <laughs> well, for the men, it's to work in the White House. Yeah. For the women, it's to be shopping. But that's the goal. So it's a big part of Veep too is that men they also jump like around trucks. From Talk yeah. about trucks yeah. more. Yeah. Yo, yeah. I'm bored. Okay, talk about trucks. So broom, broom, truck. All right. Oh, how no. big is a broom? Yeah. How Please. loud a broom? A broom. Oh, that's, oh, that's wait, 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 was that the first broom or the second Dude, broom? Yeah. Nice. That's yeah. the first one. <laughs> Fuck yeah. So you can just even imagine the second one. I can't yeah, do it. It's like one's double loud. loud. <laughs> that's truck, how brooms yeah. work. <laughs> truck, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's got like a pickup on the back. What? Like, what are we picking up? Like, yeah. It's got like, like a, chicks? A tray. Are we picking up chicks? Are we picking up them shopping chicks after they've been shopping? After they've been shopping, you put their bags in the truck, you fuck them in the back. <laughs> Wait, wait, the back of the truck or their back? No, I fuck the truck. <laughs> is that not what we do, guys? Oh, we no, do. we, yeah, we, we do. do. What else yeah. is the exhaust for? Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell you what, I'd be fucking them trucks. It's exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. That's why it's Hell called yeah. the exhaust, because you can't be exhausted. Oh, I hate it here. <laughs> Luke comes in, he's like, this is like my fourth podcast I've ever done. I'm pretty sure that every podcast gets into the benefits and, and the right place to fuck a truck. This is what we talk about, actually. <laughs> okay, so we've, we've met, we've met, 
basically all the main characters. We've also been introduced to pretty much the plot points of this episode as well. So this episode... We does, didn't go into the Cuban one enough. We haven't. So do, do you want to take the... I don't, yeah, Cassie, tell us about the Cubans. Okay, so there's people fleeing Cuba to Florida mm-hmm. um, on rafts. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of watching them come over on these rafts and thinking, what do we do about this? Basically, yeah. So, yeah. And, and there's different opinions within the White House as well. Yeah, John Howard would drown them. So basically everyone's got their own ideas about what to do with uh, and whose responsibility it is to talk about these Cubans that are coming in. At one point Sam mentions that it's probably the military's responsibility to look into that and someone else is like, what do you think they're going to uh, – do you think they pose a threat to our national security? And there's like – It was How Rob would that Lowe look with Castro and like – and yeah. it's worth pointing out. Well, they out were saying if we turn them back around, Castro is going to kill them. Yeah. Mm. And it's worth pointing out at this point that the, the West Wing has six different plot lines in the air in the one pilot. Yeah. This is the first episode you've ever seen of this show. And there are six plot lines in the air. And some of them you haven't even been around for the start of. This is also where we see another thing that happens quite a bit in the West Wing, as you would assume. We go to CJ's press briefing. Um. I think that's about now. So she, so basically, she has to talk about him falling off the bike. She, oh, before she objectively does, funny. Before she does that, pretty funny. She talks to Leo, and she's basically like, "Leo, what else can I say?" Like, the president came to a sudden arboreal stop. Yeah, which is literally pretty much a yeah, it was real, funny. Yeah. It was real funny. It was real funny. And, and he hopes never to do it again. <laughs> so then, basically, she has to go into the room and just. Tell everyone. And while this is happening, you get one of the reporters, same guy who had talked to uh, Sam previously, and he's telling another reporter, he's like, Josh is gone. Josh is gone. Gone. I was talking to Sam last night. And important to note that Sam gave him nothing. Yeah. But he's like, I was talking to Sam and he's gone. And so then CJ goes to the front of the room. She tells everyone that the president um, hit his bike into a tree and fell and, and basically plays it as a joke. And everyone in the room laughs. Do they ask any questions here? Here's here's the one thing, sorry to interrupt, that no, I'll no, say go for about the press room. I've been a journalist for nearly 15 years and that is the worst fucking group of journalists I've experienced in my entire fucking life. <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> Why does nobody ask any substantive questions? <laughs> it's just like, hi, can you tell us what happened? It's like, fucking Google it, dude. <laughs> Honestly, the worst. Sorry, and she's already... Handed out the handout. It's like, hi, we've given you a press release, and, and I'm that's and I'm here to ask say. questions like about he, what's in the press release. Oh, terrible stuff. Anyway, <laughs> the role of the fourth estate is to, is designed to be more than just like being stenographers. It's designed to ask people like, what the fuck are you doing, and why the fuck are you doing it, and to occasionally throw a shoe. Yeah, yeah. Mm. if you're half good at your job, You'd you go in shoe. with like your your foot already <laughs> yeah. out of the shoe. Yeah. We've got the press briefing. Everyone has a bit of a laugh. Not too much substance to that. But basically, that's where CJ does her thing. Her job is to take questions from the press. Yeah. And she she seems throughout the show there is a running thing where like she's fucking good at her job. She's incredible at her job. As yeah. someone who as some so I've been a journalist for a while and I'm I'm now a, a massive corporate sellout and she does a fucking incredible job being a spinner and it's like it's really hard to do and it's very hard to take a question of someone coming at you in a room full of people and mm. saying actually the i reject the premise of your question and it's actually yeah. x y and z it's that it's, happens to andy it's every very night when he gets interrogated <laughs> by the police mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like the exact same thing hon. yeah i don't reject it either i'm like it's look i look <laughs> 
Yeah. I'm going to be completely transparent with you guys. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I'm fucked. Every That's day nice that you subscribe the thing to the is, pod. The dude is so fucking charming that at the end of it, they're like, he's just a fucking good guy. Yeah, all right. like, We're going to let him go. He's mistake. not going to do it again. It's just a mistake. Oh, we're back again. <laughs> you come over with a ratatouille you've just made and they're like, oh, it was good though. <laughs> so in, in, in the soft power rankings of charming law enforcement, it's Jeffrey Epstein and then it's Me. Andy. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Just below him. Similar interests. I mean, if I go to jail, it's... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. The press briefing has happened at this point. Everyone's kind of across the news. This is about the point in the episode, I'm thinking, where we start to unravel a bit more of Sam's story in this one. So basically, after the press briefing, he gets a beep to his beeper. That's what they do. They beep. They beep. They do beep. And so he calls the number back because I don't know any... I've never had a beeper in my life. A pager. I've seen enough 777 to understand how they work. Does anyone call them beepers? No, I don't think so. Yeah, they're beepers. They're beepers. Yeah. Thank you. Vince Vaughn in old school owns a beeper store. Thank you. Yeah. Holy shit. Okay. Okay. And so, and, the, and he didn't care when you said yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. No. When it went to Vince but Vaughn and old school and Luke said it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good enough for me. I have a he basically wrote a persuasive like text. <laughs> so he calls the number and it's an escort agency. And he's like, what's this? This doesn't make any sense. He's like, rawr, rawr. and then he thinks back. He thinks back to <laughs> that foreshadowing that happened earlier. Wasn't foreshadowing. Um, and then he's, thinks, oh shit, she did say that our beepers look the same. And so he Don't all beepers look the same? Yeah. I thought they in nineteen ninety nine they do. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's like our beepers look exactly the same. So she is just straight up dumb. He's like, shit, I've got Chekhov's beeper. (laughs) He gets Donna. It might not have been Donna Donna. You know what? Definitely wasn't Donna. It wasn't Donna. It was uh another famous actress. Um it was House No no no, it was it was Are we talking about his assistant or the girl? We're talking about his assistant. Susie Nakamura. Yeah, she's in like Avenue 5 now. Yeah, she's in a bunch of stuff. She's great. Yeah, she's really good. Um, And so she she beeps his beep. And then he's like, someone's about to call and be really confused. Put them through to me. It's House Biddy. House Biddy calls. And she's like, and he he's a bit he's a bit uncomfortable at this point because she's an escort. And I guess Rude. he's well. He's he's a person who works within the White House. He's not allowed yeah. to see escorts, pretty much, because the world is sex negative. Pretty much, this but world is one hundred percent sex negative. And this is what I one of the one of the topics in my notes, which is just like this plot line of being sex negative about sex workers is permeates this entire first season. It's very difficult. Yeah, it's it's look, it's a lot. Basically, he's like, "Can I come round to get my beeper?" And so I'm going to call it a pager now because I'm not convinced it is a beeper. The more I say Luke it, just said it was, dude. Yeah. The same thing. He's, Luke's a smart. I'm You're a dumb. It, I'm, I'm a dumb. Yeah. You know what? Cassie's a dumb. Luke's I'm going to call smart. it a beep Please page. Don't put me here. We got a smart in the room. So he gets Let's his beep use page. It. Daisy, we don't me. know when we'll get another one. <laughs> Little cutie is happy that... Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that. I don't know why that just... That, so, I feel like she's older than you in this. Oh, <laughs> 100%. It definitely is. She We're is happy out. that Sam calls. She's like, I'm happy you called. And he's like, oh, yeah. Different reason, really. He didn't tell her, but then he's like, can I come get my pager? Yeah. She's like, sure. You know, they made up. And then they do broach the subject. She does. He's all heard you're a pros. He's like, yeah, you're a pros. And I am not okay with that. He actually was totally fine with it. He so seems to be okay he, with it. He makes he, the claim that we've all made, which is true, is that 
there are people that is absolutely if he dates a prostitute it will absolutely come out and it will be absolutely used against him mm. oh, 100% mm. yeah can we just talk about consent for a second how old are you now yeah 29 okay she's 33 in this show you're yeah. fine yeah okay dude Nice. But I would still, I don't think that the real issue- Little is cutie. Is him calling her a little cutie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, she she's an escort. They give the, the, the pages back. But at the same time, you can see in, in his eyes, there's a bit of like a, oh, fuck moment. Like he's a bit worried that this is going to all get out, especially given the context of Josh on the line about to be fired. It's not good timing. Not good timing. So if this comes gets to the president, it's going to be like, fuck, the president's already firing someone. Who knows? Maybe this something so little is he just doesn't need another scandal. It's going right to be, now. oh, I was going to say scandal and I was going to look at Cassie, but that's fine. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to watch when you I'm guys sorry leave. that happened to you, bro. <laughs> you looked really set up for that. And so and I, I would have loved it. Thanks. But we'll never know now. When he gets back to the White House, he's told to uh, do a tour for the kids. Do a tour for a bunch of kids, one of whom is Leo's daughter yeah he's he's asked Le- to give a so talk wait, for leo's, leo's fourth grade class leo's, leo's daughter's fourth grade class and, and the chief of leo's stuff yeah chief of stuff yeah. um yeah so like what brings me up to the point you brought up with um sam's assistant and what i liked about this show is that the assistants would o- often give it to their like, seniors yeah and i thought that was great they like they would just like make off-handed comments or like be like look i don't know that's your job or like blah 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 and i was like that's cool. I like that, like the aspect to it. Like it was. There's a there's a there's a whole thing in this show where it's like they take that from their uh, their executive assistants because basically they're fucked without them. Like they do so much for them. Where it's like, and they all have like, especially like Josh and Donna, their relationship throughout the whole thing. And I haven't gotten to the end, but like it's it's a will they won't there for like the majority oh, really? of this show. Like there is, there is a romantic element to their relationship. I don't know if they ever do get together romantically. Do we do spoilers on this podcast? Yes, I mean, we do. Here's a All huge. The time. We'll, we'll we'll give you a chance. Oh my god, I ruined. We ruined Game of Thrones like the day after it came yeah. out. So we're talking yeah. about shows worth ruining. Yeah, I mean, true, true. I I don't know. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna I, say we we can chat about this after the podcast. Right, yeah, let's do it. And that's what's fun about Donna and Josh, which is like Donna gets her own chance to shine, and and a lot of the assistants do as well. But like. Uh, uh, Kathy, who is Sam's assistant, gets a lot to do in, in season one. And Margaret, who is Leo's assistant, gets a lot to do throughout the entire show and more and more, especially throughout the the end of the series when um, there's a change in, in leadership in the White House, which is really exciting. But there's also that mutual respect as well with the EAs and their scene because that's when like there's that scene where uh, Josh is looking at himself on the interview yeah, and he keeps replaying it. Then Donna comes in, brings him a coffee and he's just like, you've never done this in the one and a half years that you've been my EA. Which is wild for an EA. Yeah, totally. Usually that's like one of the first things they do for You're everyone. supposed but to like anticipate their arrival and have the coffee hot when they yeah, get there. Yeah, but I guess yeah. like that's their relationship. Yeah, which that is really like, shows their relationship because yeah. like out of the two of them, it would be more likely that Josh would get her a coffee. And I'd say yeah. as that goes. And, I like but at that, but she also was just like, "You deserve to be here. You got him the presidency. Like you and those, you know." She would like rattle off, like yeah, she, she rattled off Sam, um, CJ, and then yeah, and then Toby knocks on the door, and then she goes, "And him, yeah." And yeah. and like it was just like a, you could just understand the respect that she had for you know, um, uh, Josh, and obviously like that's a mutual respect that he has for her and stuff. And he's like, "Yeah, thank you." 
and like it, it just was like I just liked that like you know that that dialogue between like the EAs and the um their yeah. seniors. Before we get into the scene uh, of Sam talking to the class, basically to sum up what Josh has been doing this episode, because it's not much. He's basically, as you said, just been watching that footage and he's been sitting there the whole day being like, I, I, I might get fired. Yeah. Like, it, it, well, it people could are happen. telling him, like Toby keeps being like, We've, you've got a chance to, um, to, I guess. It's all leading towards he's having a meeting with a couple with of people. With that Mary, what did you say? Her name Mary was Marsh and the, and the members of the Christian. The Ryan. Reverend, yeah. The Reverend, yeah. yeah. And they're, they're from, oh, no, no, so he's got a chance to like redeem him. Well, not redeem himself, like to apologize, to apologize and to yeah, grovel. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Sit in a room and, and just be like, lick um, us. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. yeah kiss yeah. us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then we, we also kiss and lick in yeah. his, like right in there. Yeah. Both. <laughs> like you start off with a nice kiss. Yeah. 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 You kiss the cheeks. Then you slowly. Yeah. Oh, tell me more. <laughs> That's how I'd do it. And you'll do a full demo later. Yeah. <laughs> Subscribe to the Patreon. <laughs> Twitch stream, baby. <laughs> and the other part to Josh's story is his relationship with Maya, who has just come back into Mandy. town. Mandy? Mandy. Yeah. Why do I call him Maya? You're that guy. Because you're a dick. No. Because women be shopping, they all look alike. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mandy. I feel like they called her Maya at one point. Nah. Maybe. So, I, so I think that was you. I'm going to call her Mandy Meyerson. So Mandy Meyerson. Um, <laughs> if so, I was an Oscar Maya Mandy Wiener. Thank you, Andy. You're so that, that helps me a lot. <laughs> um, and so he... She, Mandy Patinkin. She, Mandy Patinkin is working for a new person who is going to run for... Yeah, office. he's someone yeah, from he's the... So senator? this is, this is really senator. interesting. He's a, he's a congressman who basically comes from the Democratic Party. And what's interesting about this is that they, they play on the president's popularity quite a lot in this show, which is like the president's popularity ratings are high, low, indifferent, otherwise. The president starts this this show with low popularity ratings, which is why he's facing a threat from his from his own party to replace Rivals. him as the nominee yeah. at the next, like when he mm-hmm. goes for it. Oh, so he's in his first term. Yeah, this yeah. is the first term of Bartlett. Yeah. And Bartlett's being threatened by Lloyd Russell, who Mandy's working for. Also and that, having a relationship she's with. She's having a she's relationship She's dating with Lloyd him. Russell, and she used to date Josh. Mm. And so that's kind of the link. So Josh Woo! Josh goes and has lunch with her. Um, at one gets papped, well not papped. Gets fangirl. Yeah, fangirl, which is sorry. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's deeply well, odd. I mean, <laughs> so it's Washington, Washington uh, DC. Maybe that's huge. His, Both things. It comes He's, up in... Again, Don't say the, scandal. The only two other ones I've seen, Veep and Scandal, okay. this happens. It's Which getting cut out. Sorry, both. <laughs> it comes up in both. Yeah. And does it ever come up in Vanderpump Rules? Uh, <laughs> does it come up in Secret Life of the American I Scandal? Guarantee, <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee that no one on Vanderpump Rules knows what POTUS means. <laughs> good, good. So, yeah, Josh goes out, has a lunch with her, gets uh, some fangirls asking for uh, an autograph. Those he does sandwiches, that. by the way. Hell yeah. They look delicious. Oh, yeah. Eat some sandwiches um, and basically has a conversation with her. He finds out he's... Uh, he finds out that she is seeing this uh, this congressman or senator, and he also uh, he, they have a quick chat about what happened and how that he, there's a good op- good chance he'll get fired. Mm. And basically, uh, this Mandy Mandy says, tells him says like just say sorry. Yeah, take just, take just, Toby's take Toby's lead and actually have the meeting and say sorry. And like he's a smart guy. What happens a lot in this show as well is Toby will tell someone to do something. And then they won't do what Toby said, and 
half the time Toby's like, damn it, I told you to do that. And we'll throw something at a wall and go crazy. And then the other half, he's like, you chose For the real? right thing. You did the right thing. Does he yeah, actually there's, a lot of, there's a lot of odd malaggression in this show. Yeah. Fun. I love that. Not triggering. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, and so before we get to that, scene of, of him sitting down with the with this this group we do have the scene of sam talking to the room of kids he basically doesn't have any answers to their question he tells them what he does they ask him a couple of questions about the white house he's like yeah i don't, I don't know he I makes up makes up a lie makes up a lie yeah. and then the teacher takes him outside and is like what the fuck are you doing you don't know anything and then she schools him a little bit and then eventually he kind of just like lays it out and he's like listen I'm, I might not know much about the White House, but I'm good at my job. Would you say, like, what he says is pretty... He shouldn't have said... Way uh, off base. Yeah, he should not have said any of this shit. Imagine like, getting flustered with someone you've never met and saying, yo, I full-on <laughs> compromised my position as a leader. <laughs> yeah, exactly, I had, yeah. By having sex with an escort, like... Yeah, it's like at the point where you're concerned about the fact that you've had sex with an escort... Probably don't tell people. Yeah, yeah at like, all. Yeah. At what point were you like, so I'm going to especially not exercise discretion? Michael <laughs> Cohen's just walking around the White House being like, I'm pretty sure I sold secrets to Russia and I'm really flummoxed by yeah, it. No, he's telling some fourth grade teacher. Yeah, he's it's like, just like, it's a school tour and I'm just like, you know I stole state, sold state secrets. Teachers yeah. don't mean shit. <laughs> like that's not how what he is. Don't know anything. <laughs> yeah, he's like, this is the Carter room. Yeah, I sold secrets. <laughs> so yeah, he pirate ships. So did Carter. Yeah, <laughs> he does say that to the to the teacher, and then eventually he's like, listen, I'm having a fucking bad day. But like, just let me have a good day because, like, just tell me which of those kids in there is Leo's kid, so I can make them laugh or something. Because yeah. I just want Leo to think I'm good, et cetera, et cetera. And he's like, please make my day better. And then she basically eventually is like, yeah, I'm Leo's kid, which makes sense because like, how old he is. Leo's, Leo's like yeah. 400 yeah. years yeah. old, yeah. pretty much. Doesn't matter for men. And that when I True. after she said that, I was like, I just thought I was like, Sam. Ain't that smart. Like, because you could, should, should associate that with how old he is. Like, no, but think about it. If you looked like Rob Lowe and you were also smart, oh you'd be God, done for. Total be package. Unstoppable. Yeah. We'd Jesus. be done for as people. So, like, <laughs> yeah. He would take over this world in one second. God, Which I'm surprised Rob Lowe already hasn't because he's not a, he's not a, he's not, not a dumb switched dumb. on guy. Yeah. So now we're into what is pretty much the final scene in this pilot episode. I don't think we've missed too much. I've probably missed. Missed like a little bit that aren't like, yeah, like you said. Not super operative. We've got like the Leo, the crossword. He's like trying to finalize the crossword. Yeah, Yeah, there's there's gags. There's gags. There's gags throughout. It's pretty funny writing throughout. But what we're getting to and what the whole episode's been getting to is, uh, is Josh going to get fired or not? And and it has been, I think uh, Leo at one point does mention that like to someone else that he's, literally already talked to the president down from firing him once. Yeah, that yeah. was the he, reverend, I think. He talks to the reverend and, and says to the reverend, the, the president asked me to fire Because they say something yeah. about it not being taken seriously. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is how seriously it's been taken. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's basically, it's not that Josh is off the line. It's like, he's not fired him yet. He's, yeah. he's, he's cooled him down for a little bit, but it, it's still very much might happen. And so he's, he has this sit down with these people and out of events, I guess the main points from this is they say there's some anti-Semitism. There's some anti-Semitism where they say something like those people. I believe that's what they say. No, she says your New York sense of humor. That's it. That's it. It's real subtle. Yeah. And and she says it to Toby, who who in this show prides himself on being. 
a New York, uh, a, a man from New York who is also Jewish and because doesn't like to be sidelined in that way. Yeah. yeah, and Jewish people tend to not be favorable in politics in America. Like, there's not been a Jewish president. No, is this a, uh, wait, is this a deep state conversation now? <laughs> no, <laughs> but I'm saying, like, he is fighting against something, especially more so back then. There's a and you'd have to be within that personal struggle that he is in being a Jewish person in politics to even pick up on the subtlety of that line. Mm. But it was acted really well. You see him kind of bit like his eyes just cast. Yeah, like yeah you see yeah. it, and he tries to ignore it. Yeah, you see it hit him. You see him try to move past it, and then you see it like yeah find its way out of him. And I th- it was my favorite scene in it. Well, he the, did really well. The way the scene flows is. So there's a bit of a back and forth and the way that you're watching it is that Josh is eventually going to apologize. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's on his way to an apology. And he's been but, warned by Toby. Yeah. But they're, Play nice. they're making it harder for him than it, than it should be. Like, as you said, they're they, trying to leverage everything. The made. dynamics shift between the scene of Toby who invited Josh to the meeting to be calm and apologize yeah. from Josh being calm in the whole meeting, trying to calm Toby down about the anti-Semitism that's been thrown around. And this is something that continues throughout the entire West Wing, which is Josh and Toby continue to trade barbs about the anti-Semitism in American politics that, that exists there, which is interesting because left-wing politics, especially in 2020, has been accused of anti-Semitism, with, especially in the UK, for example, where UK Labor's played with it. Yeah. So it continues onwards, but it's just not something that ever really rises to the top of the party. Well, when you think about it, like... It was a big deal that Kennedy was Catholic. That was like a big deal. People were like, this is bizarre. There's going to be a (laughs) Catholic president. And when you think about that now and the fact that Kennedy died 63, it's not that long ago. Yeah. So if it's been that hard for the Catholics, like it's just Jews thrive. They thrive in the media. They're just not thriving in politics. And this is what we lead into, which is interesting, which is the end of this scene. And sorry to cut to the chase, but Bartlett appears. Like yeah. it's the first time we've seen Bartlett. And Bartlett is a noted Roman Catholic, like Irish Roman Catholic. Wait, this is President Daddy? This is President Daddy. Yeah. Uh, President Zaddy. And <laughs> he, oh, he appears oh, the millennials some, are happy. <laughs> he appeals with, so I'm, I'm, I'm cross-cultural. And he appears with some hot take biblical shit. This yeah. scene yeah. was this scene was so fucking sick. By this the way. was like, sick. He came in, it was schooled, motherfucker. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. And he like fully he he snapped that mic in half. Pretty much, he yeah. Threw it directly at Mary Marsh's face. Yeah, I really just like it. it was like yeah. it, I just because at like like we discussed like one of the major plot points was whether Josh is going to lose his job mm-hmm. and during that whole process you're like well shit like he might still lose his job like what's going to happen here. And then just to see President Daddy just step up for his staff and his team and like yeah yeah it was fucking sick it was just yeah. like this really dope scene where he just bombards the the, the Reverend and yeah not, and he not, also accuses yeah. him of like associating with uh, well that's what we should talk about uh, with Caldwell was it it was like they're called Lamb like of God Lamb of yeah God. the Lamb of God, God yeah. yeah so he he accuses it's also them. a heavy metal band isn't it, it, it yeah it yeah. is so I assume that's what was going on I'm like yeah, yeah their music sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but basically, yeah, the crux of this scene is there's like a back and forth. Toby gets annoyed and Toby also gets annoyed and schools the religious people on their own religion. Yeah, because yeah, they're like, what's the fir- yeah, their first commandment's blah. And Toby's like, that's the third commandment. The third commandment, the first commandment's blah. Yeah. No, the first, 
That's when the president is, comes I am in. the Lord your God, and yeah. there is no God other than me. And, and that's like, that cuts through the entire yeah. episode. And that was President like, Daddy's first that's entry President line. Daddy. Yeah, it was yeah. huge. And that's huge. By the way, like, as you said, like, the, the initial idea, which I didn't know, was for the president not to have too big of an input in this. Yeah. But, like, his entrance to be like this late into the episode as well and for it yeah. to be martin sheen because again i didn't know yeah and martin, martin sheen energy. comes in and he yeah. just fucking kills this little monologue and it's just like i think that's that's like the moment in the west wing where you just like fucking yes i'm like i i <laughs> I'd, I'd been everywhere. i'd been edging this whole episode <laughs> and god damn it marty now i've come <laughs> they, cause they go from what was a situation where they're absolutely on the losing side mm-hmm. and then they evened up because she accidentally got racist and then he comes in and just like all in hits it and out of the park and it's so in. much what the west wing is about is that it's not about actual victories it's about moral victories the whole show is about taking the moral high ground and saying like Which we is the opposite of politics. Well, it's Which the, it's so weird. It's right? the, when like, they, it's the Michelle Obama thing of when they go low, we go high. Yeah. And the West wing is absolutely about the moral victory, the moral high ground. We might've lost this fight, but we haven't lost the war for people's hearts, minds, and the intelligence of the American people, which doesn't exist anymore, but that's a thing. But basically he but just, <laughs> he, he comes in, owns everyone in the situation he basically gets a compromise. Everyone's happy by the end. And he kind of... Gives. I would say that the Christians aren't so happy. Yes. That makes no, no. us happy. But Tosses the Christian right out of his White House. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. And then he... Literally. Yeah. Like, like he says, until you... To make a really long speech quick, this uh, fringe Christian group sent a bloody doll to his 12-year-old granddaughter because yeah. she spoke she in favour of choice. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, I've asked you multiple times to publicly disown them. Mm-hmm. Don't come back here till you have. Pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. Fuck right off. It was sick. Mary Marsh tries to talk back to the president and the president is just like, get down. Yeah. Fucking get out. So they get tossed. Uh, I, I feel like Josh gets kind of like an eye where it's like, come on, man. Don't do it again. But like. You're fine. You're not fine. Yeah. He does. They say because he does. Never do it again is what the president yeah. leaves Josh with. Yeah. 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 And it's one of those situations where it's like he, no punishment is going to be worse than the day that he's had to go through, mm. not knowing whether he's going to have a job. We talk about how there's seven seasons of this show where they all do shit that's way worse than what Josh Lemon said <laughs> on television. <laughs> And again, as we've said, it would be the mildest thing to happen in mildest politics. Thing. I feel like Josh should have thrown the C word at someone. Yeah, it was just wild that the main thing, and again, there's like refugees arriving and yeah. one of them slept with a prostitute, but the main drama of this episode is that he got a bit snippy with someone on TV. Mm. I don't think there's much else that happens in this episode. That's like, I'm it. pretty yeah. sure that's, that's literally This was hard for us because we like made it through an episode in like a good amount of time. So it got long. Luke? It got long at the end. I'm not going to lie. But there's two guests that keep us in line now yeah. and everyone yeah. else sends us off the rails and it's their fault, not ours. Yeah. But Luke, you join Mel with guests that kind of keep us in line. I'm here for facts, guys. This is a 100% fact-based podcast. <laughs> you yeah. did bring a bunch of fucking sick facts. <laughs> yeah, your facts were good. These like, were slow facts. I can't take credit for the, yeah, no. the fast facts at the top of the episode. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this has been the 2020 election special. Well, we hope to see you again in four years or whenever our next election is. I can never understand. We're we're gonna gonna get I mean, I mean Cassie, we Cassie, haven't Cassie finished. you are jumping the gun. Let's jump onto ratings. Andy, what do you give the Nine pilot episode? 9.2. 
I think that's the highest rating you've ever given. It is the highest rating I've ever given. And it's that fucking is. sick. Show. You brought me nine. Luke, you brought us a good show, and I appreciate it. Cassie? I'm going to give it an eight. I'm going to give this one a nine. It's a great pilot, but it's it's far from the best episode of this show. Yeah, I got to say it's it's also a nine because when I finish watching The West Wing all the way through, I do start back with The West Wing again. Okay, so next week. Is it yeah. a finally we are doing? We're doing The Spooky Adventures of Old Christine. This is huge. I'm going to say if we. If it happens, who the fuck knows? If we do end up doing. We've said this three times now. I feel like it might even be more. I regret making it my choice because it looks like I'm going to get one choice this season. Yeah, yeah. So if we do, we're we're planning to come back next week with the spookiest adventures of old Christine, Sabrina, (laughs) the teenage spy. Sabrina, the teenage (laughs) spy. Luke, thank you so much for coming on. You were a delight. You were a goddamn delight. Folks, thanks for having me. Oh, it was it was a real treat on our end, and you're obviously welcome back anytime. I mean, we he can't come back. He said every every podcast he's been on has crashed. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. the last episode. I, I am one hundred percent the dark horse. Hey, I saw him come in with a hammer, and I think he's, <laughs> he's gonna, gonna break the mixer. The mixer yeah. But like, I didn't want to ask questions because I'm mm, not rude. Mm. If you're at home and you want to email in, you you've got nothing going on in your life. You are at a point in your life where you're like. I could either just watch another episode of uh, what's your favorite show, Cassie? Scandal. Vanderpump Rules. Vanderp- I could sit here like the piece of human garbage I am <laughs> and watch an episode of Vanderpump Rules. Or maybe I'll pull out my computer and I'll send an email to three real cool guys: Luke, Mark, and Andy, who yeah. host our <laughs> and and one woman who be shopping. <laughs> And you have a show recommendation, right into testpilotpodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up with show recommendations. I can tell you, if you do it, you'll be the only one doing it. No one's doing it. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Uh, have a very good week. What do you think of that for an ending? <laughs> That's fucking so bad. Oh, you do better. You do better. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, and have again, a very have good Have a really week. good week. <laughs>